0: Hello and welcome to the Feeling Good Podcast. I am your host, Fabrice Nye, and joining me here in the Murieta Studios is Dr. David Burns. Hi, David. Hi, Fabrice. Dr. David Burns has been a pioneer in the development of cognitive therapy, and he is the creator of the new team therapy. He is the author of Feeling Good, which has sold over 5 million copies in the United States and has been translated into over 20 languages. He is an emeritus adjunct clinical professor of psychiatry at the Stanford University School of Medicine. Welcome to episode 106 of the Feeling Good podcast, and we are continuing with uh, Ask Helen and David uh, for the five secrets uh, and lots of questions that uh, our listeners sent to us. Uh, so, without further ado, let's uh, uh, move on to the next question. This is part two of, uh, of this Ask Helen. Okay, two quick announcements.
1: I'll be very fast. Uh, sure. Uh, for therapists who are listening, there's uh, some upcoming workshops that you might be interested in. One I'm doing with Dr. Jill Levitt on October 28th. 2018. That's a Sunday. It's a full day program on team CBT methods for the treatment of relationship difficulties. And that'll be from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can come in person. We have a limited seating in Palo Alto, or we have many more available uh, slots online. You can you can join online and, and, and watch it in real time. And, and there will be breakout groups and Tr- practice sessions also for those of you who join online. If you're interested in team CBT methods for the treatment of relationship difficulties, you can go to uh, the uh, www.feelinggoodinstitute.com, feelinggoodinstitute.com, or simply call the Feeling Good Institute at 650 353 6544. The cost is $135. Uh, there will be six continuing education credits. The second is my rapid recovery from trauma workshop. That's a two-day workshop uh, in uh, there will be in Southern California. I'll be presenting it on October four and five, two thousand eighteen, in Woodland Hills, California, and I'll be repeating the workshop on November one and two, two thousand eighteen, in Pasadena, California. And that will be a, a, has been a very well-received workshop. Uh, and the evening of day one, I'll be doing a live uh, demonstration with a volunteer from the audience, typically someone who's, who's experienced uh, pretty severe trauma and is still struggling with, with depression and anxiety. Uh, it's, uh, we'll also do personal healing for the therapist and, and the audience on, on, on day two, so you can learn a great deal about new high-speed treatment techniques for for trauma, as well as healing yourself. And uh, for information and registration, you can go to www.iahb.org, iahb.org, or call 1-800-258-8411. 1-800-258-8411. Hope to see you at one of these two workshops. And at the end of today's broadcast, We'll give Helen's uh, contact information in case any of you would like to contact Helen for uh, training,
0: treatment, or questions, or whatever. Great. Hey. All right, so uh, what is our next question? Should I
2: read this one? Sure, yeah. Um, This next question is, hi, Dr. Burns. I really enjoyed listening to all three episodes of your live session with Lee. It was really inspiring to me and exciting to hear. Your book, Feeling Good, really helped, me bring, really helped bring me out of a long-term moderate depression. I'm feeling better than ever. I have also bought your book, Feeling Good, together and have started to work through it. I am sort of at an impasse, though. I would like to improve my relationship with my wife. We've been married for 18 years and have drifted apart. I feel like my wife and I both recovered from our depression, but our relationship together is still depressed, if that makes any sense. We are no longer intimate at all and only talk on a very superficial level, mainly about logistics with our kids and so on. We never fight or seem to have any conflict at all, but don't have any love or affection either. The whole five secrets approach involves finding a specific conversation and analyzing it. But how do I do that when there doesn't seem to be any conversation worth analyzing? I have been trying to pay close attention for the past two or three weeks, and all I can get are things like, Wife, don't forget, Mark has a doctor's appointment at 2.20 on Thursday. Me, okay. okay, thanks for the reminder. Should I try to somehow inject some conflict into the relationship? The five secrets seems to involve me responding to something she says, though, so I'm not sure how that would work.
1: Well, that's that, That's that's a great a great question, and uh, probably a lot of people can identify with it. I've had patients in my clinical practice who had that, that very... Question: uh, our, our marriage, we have no conflict, but we're like, like like roommates in the dormitory. We we're not close. There's no real intimacy, emotional intimacy. Sometimes no no physical intimacy e- e- either. Um, and it's actually pretty easy question to to address using the five secrets of effective communication, which I'll I'll, I'll put up uh, as a part of the show notes again. But uh, you, you don't have to inject conflict in, in order to, to get close. What do you have to do, Helen?
2: I think that you you just need to share your your thoughts and feelings. In fact, what is in this email would be a fantastic start. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot that's not being said in this relationship. And yeah. I'm imagining that, that both the... The writer of this email and his wife feel lonely in this relationship, where there's not um, much connection going on. And I think the thing to do would be to think about using um, I feel statements, feeling empathy, thought empathy, stroking, and inquiry to to try to make that connection. And maybe it could could look something like this, um, something like. Um, I was thinking something like, you know, Jane. Have you noticed that that we only talk about logistic things most of the time now, just like planning, driving, and doctor's appointments and things like that, and we don't we don't really talk about more more personal things and I don't know how you're feeling or what's on your mind what you're worrying about what you're hoping or dreaming about and and I I don't think that you know those things about me either and um, I've been feeling kind of sad about it and lonely and and I really love you and I don't like or I don't I miss you and I, I wanted to bring this up so that we could talk about it so I could know how you're feeling and what you're thinking and and I I'd really just love to, to talk about this and find out what you know, what you're thinking and feeling it's really important to me that, yeah. sounds,
0: that sounds excellent I think that this actually would actually open a conversation which would mm-hmm. lead to even more fruitful five secrets
1: yeah absolutely we you can also call that technique uh, changing the focus Yes. where you bring into conscious awareness what's going on in a relationship rather than dancing around it and hiding it. And the question at the end could, could could even be easier for him. Is this her or is this the husband? I think
2: it's a man A man,
1: writing. yeah, easier for, for her to, to say if, if he would say something like, have you noticed this also
2: mm-hmm. going
1: on between the two of us and, and how, how are you feeling about it? Yes. just just something like that, rather than saying, "Tell me more about your deep feelings," which might make her put on the spot. Right. Just, just say, "Have you noticed this 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 phenomenon?" I, I really like the way you used stroking and, and gentleness and and the way in the way that you in the way that you express
0: that. And and uh, I think that changing the focus could be could be called the sixth um, secret of effective communication.
1: Yeah, in is fact, there's three advanced techniques. That's one yeah. of the three, and positive reframing is one of the three, and multiple choice empathy is another one of the yeah. advanced <clears throat> the advanced advanced te- techniques.
0: Yeah, maybe we can have an episode just on that. Yeah,
1: I think that would be
2: good. And for you know, sometimes in certain schools of therapy. in in the therapy, they might call it a process comment where you're not uh, talking about the exact content of what, like a question or something, but you're you're commenting on the um, nature of the relationship. And I think that's something that people can keep in mind, that they don't always have to answer a question directly or um, respond to uh, the content, the, the of, content, but yeah, yeah they can... And the way they, I yeah. put that,
1: in fact, we're going to do our next Tuesday night group at Stanford on this, teaching mm-hmm. therapists. It's, it's surprisingly difficult even for mental trained mental health professionals to learn how to do this. It's mind-boggling because it's pretty easy. But the way I think about it is that there's two levels to every conversation. There's the intellectual content on the surface, like... Uh, what, have you set up Tommy's appointment for the doctor or something like that? But then there's the emotional level. That's like a river of emotion going on under the surface. And when you use changing the focus, you redirect the conversation to, to how the, the two of you were feeling. Just say I'm I'm feeling a bit awkward right now. And I'm, I'm wondering if you're feeling that, that way too. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I've once said, said to a patient, y- y- have you noticed... I've, we tend to argue about things a lot, and i 'll take the blame for that i 'm kind of a argumentative person, but the problem is that when we when we do that i 'm not doing a very good job of helping you and i 'm wondering if you 've noticed it too and what what it 's been like what it 's been like for you and now, as you say we 're talking about the process of the relationship rather than whatever it is that we were arguing about, and it, if it 's done skillfully. Uh, it, it can be very, uh, very effective.
0: Well, so you, you know, to... if, I, if I can give the example of a, of a client of mine uh, who, for whom uh, the inquiry was kind of falling flat in uh, his conversation with his spouse, uh, where, you know, he would say, you know, I, I'd love to, to hear what was going on for you. And the, the answer would be things like, well, I've, I've told you once, I've told you a hundred times, and I'm not about to repeat it again, you know exactly what's going on. And so uh, I taught him uh, multiple choice empathy where he would say, well, sounds to me like um, maybe you're feeling either annoyed or, or perhaps you're feeling kind of lonely. Am I right about this? Right, yeah. And, and that suddenly kind of like made sh- things shift.
2: Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah. yeah you,
1: you can, you, can, you, can, uh, you want to do, do this one here? This, okay. this and this, okay. All right, here's. By, by, by the way, sometimes people have said I'm always uh, uh, saying the woman is in, in, is in the wrong, that I'm taking some kind of a sexist view of things, uh, and, and certainly men and women equally screw up in relationship problems. And uh, so we're having a lot of uh, men things here. Yes, is uh, this is another man
2: here. Yes, this is another man. Um, I'm working hard on the five secrets and have found a stumbling block. My wife asks a lot of questions that have always felt demeaning to me. She demands explanations for things I feel shouldn't need explanation. I have told her hundreds of times that answering these questions feels demeaning. It feels like I'm another one of her children who's being scolded and I don't want to participate in that anymore. It feels like she doesn't trust me and that she's a control freak. Here's an example. Yesterday was a snow day, the fifth in the last two weeks, where two of our kids were home from school. My wife had to take a friend to an appointment and was out the whole day. She had asked me to take care of some minor chores, which I thought I would have time to do, so I agreed. I teach from my home studio and assumed I wouldn't be teaching at all due to the snow, but was wrong. Everyone showed up, to my surprise. When she got home, I told her that I ended up not being able to do all of the chores because all of my students showed up and that I would take care of them tomorrow. Later on in the evening, she said, I still don't understand why you weren't able to do these things. Even though your students showed up, you still had all morning to do these chores, and you didn't. What happened? My response was, honey, we've talked about this. Um, this is one of those questions I'm not going to answer anymore. It feels too demeaning to me. She got, in, she got it and moved on, but I don't feel like this is good communication on my part. I feel like I'm being defensive, but I'm not sure. I'd love to see how Dr. Burns would handle this.
1: Yeah, great, uh, a great uh, question. And um, we'll start on the general level and then go down to the specific. On the general level, this fellow whose name also is David who, who wrote in, uh, is is blaming his wife and trying to get her to change, and that's the problem. The, 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 the blame is the cause of most relationship problems. Uh, the problem isn't that the other person is to blame, although they are screwing up. But the problem is that you're blaming them. You see, you say uh, she's a control freak, as if there's mm-hmm. something wrong with her. Trying to find the solution in her changing. Or I've told her hundreds of times to to stop doing this. You you, you see you say she's a control freak, but you're trying to control her, and uh, uh, and and your response too uh, d- does does sound quite quite defensive. Uh, and 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 when, when you when you defend yourself, you you force the other person to keep doing the same thing that that, that they're doing.
2: Right, and it's just a kind of irritating and frustrating conversation.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, should we model a more effective response?
2: Yes. I'll, I'll be the wife this time, okay?
1: Okay. All right. Should so, I be the husband or do you want to, Fabrice?
0: You, you go ahead, uh, David. You go ahead. Thanks a million. <laughs> 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 make a good husband yeah
2: yeah so i still don't understand why you weren't able to do these things even though your students showed up you still had all morning to do these chores and you didn't what happened
1: yeah i'm feeling i'm feeling a little little awkward right now uh, i and feeling maybe kind of uh, kind of uh, kind of attacked at the same time, uh, the, there, there's a lot of truth in, in what you're saying, and this has been kind of a pattern between the two of us. That that you ask me to to do things sometimes, and I don't follow through, and and I get the feeling maybe you're you're feeling disappointed or hurt, or maybe even a bit angry with with, with me right now. I'm, I'm feeling hurt also, and uh, especially be, be, because I I love you, and it's painful for me when we When we get into these 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 kind of disputes so so frequently, can you tell me how how you're feeling? Or are you feeling let down? Or maybe feeling that 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 if I if I really loved you, I I would have gotten gotten these these things done. Are are you feeling pretty angry with me? Tell me more about it. It's um, uh, it's a painful conversation but maybe one that that could bring us a lot closer so how was that um
2: i thought that was quite good but maybe i'd give it an a minus slash b plus because i didn't hear the thing i was missing was some stroking i think did you did you do any stroking
1: I tried to do a little bit at the end, but it should have been stronger may, that this can, this can bring us together. I, you're absolutely right. Like, I, I, I really love you, and that's why it's so painful for me when, when we get into these things, and I feel like I'm failing you a lot, and I wonder if you're often feeling angry with me and uh, kind of ticked off and
0: uh, f- feel unloved also.
2: I love I said, that. That yeah. makes it an A plus in oh, okay.
0: my book. Good. Yeah. I, I have a I have a question there because um, I I hear this sometimes in the five secrets, in the I feel, um, one of the things you said is I feel attacked,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, somehow
1: it, that was a mistake. I feel hurt. How about I
0: feel hurt would be better? Uh yeah, because if I say I feel attacked. It's essentially yeah. saying under... You're attacking me, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Good point. I mean, you could say I feel defensive, because uh, that, that's coming from you. Yeah, I feel hurt and, and, and defensive. Yeah. And, and
1: maybe one of the reasons I feel defensive is because there's a lot of truth in what in what you're saying. Right,
0: exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, yeah. exactly. Good point.
1: Well, now yeah. that I've been zapped, we're equal.
0: Okay. Oh, good. good. <laughs> I, so I that uh, David point. is not a victim to the deer in the headlight.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's the teaching point? That takes practice. And, and even oh, yes. if you're moving yes. forward, you want to keep fine-tuning, fine-tuning what you're doing. And there's no limit to the growth and, and learning that, that, that's possible. You've got to give yourself permission to make mistakes and have partial failures while you're trying trying something new. And of course, would the interpersonal decision-making be important for this uh, fellow David? Absolutely.
2: It's always important. So does yeah. David want to, to change the relationship with his wife? Um, does he want to get closer to her? In which case he'll, he, he'll hopefully find the motivation to, to work on his communication. But he might not. He, it might be easier to do the status quo or, or maybe he wants um, – out of the relationship. So that's kind of the first question.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You can't make any of these techniques work effectively unless mm-hmm. you're really, uh, re- re- really committed to, mm-hmm. to, 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 to change.
2: And I think you use changing the focus in this one also.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely.
2: Okay.
1: Well, this yeah. is a, this is an excellent one here. All this right. is from uh, R- Rajesh and, and Rajesh often e- emails me with uh Terrific questions, and then I reply, and so we have a, a lot of dialogues on my website, feelinggood.com. He responds to podcasts and, and blogs I sent out, and all, always with uh, really intelligent and interesting questions.
2: Okay, it looks like we've got here. There's an event. Friend and I are... Um,
1: Oh, well, yeah. let, 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 in general, I'll, okay. I'll let you read that. The background, okay. he, he said, I have uh, a friend who keeps getting irritated with me, and uh, and then I try to use the five secrets, and it, and it escalates. That's the background, and then, and then here here's the, the the details the details of it. Here
2: you want? He's kind of got it as in a series of exchanges. You, yeah, yeah
1: read read it. Yeah, just okay. go ahead and read it. It's cool. So
2: um, so the. He and the friend are at a coffee table. The friend is visibly a bit upset and challenges anything that I say while we discuss any general topic. Okay, so Rajesh says, You don't seem to be in a good mood. The friend said, Yes, anybody will be upset when they talk to you. You irritate me. Rajesh said, What did I say to irritate you? We were just discussing some general topics. You got upset because my opinion does not match that of yours. Friend says, yes, because I am right and you have to agree with me. And he's visibly more upset. Rajesh says, yes, you always have to be right. Friend says, I only get along with people who go by my way of thinking. Rajesh says, is a bit concerned now and says, hey, I understand you're feeling upset. I agree with you that we may not have the same opinion about every matter. Uh, friend says, you sound like a diplomatic manager who seems to agree on everything but will only do what you want to and then walks out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, uh, Just my quick initial response is, is that here you have uh, people who who are arguing, and people all over the world are arguing and sometimes going to war with their with their arguments and sometimes getting divorced and every, and and the issue here is is truth and i 've often said truth is the cause of all suffering in the world today. Truth is a form of aggression, a club we use to beat on people we 're mad at and and Rajesh. What you're doing here? Since you're the one asking the questions, we're going to show what what you're doing. That's that's that that's causing th- this to escalate. And and you are coming coming across defensively, and 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 uh, you know, are arguing that 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 he shouldn't be getting upset just because you have. Have, have, have a different opinion or, or a different point of view. There, there's a hidden should statement in, 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 your, in, in the way you're re- reacting to your to your friend. Helen will put this more clearly, or Fabrice will, and then we can modify a, a different way for you to respond to your friend. But again, you first have to decide, would you like to have a better relationship with, with, with your friend?
2: That's exactly what I was thinking, because the, at some point in this dialogue, the friend says, I only get along with people who go by my way of thinking. That that honestly sounded a uh, off putting to me. That kind of demanding there. So I'm I'm kind of curious about this relationship. Is is this a friendship that is really um, important to Rajesh? Is this is this somebody that Rajesh wants to get closer to to remain friends with or get? gets closer to you
1: yeah, but if we're to use the team model we mm-hmm. would say that Rajesh forces him to make these extreme statements mm-hmm. but by the way Rajesh is 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 interacting with him you can drive anyone into a state of you know irrational uh, dogmatic uh, statements if you keep if you keep arguing with with them but let, let, let's try a different angle on the thing I'll I'll be the friend and you, you, you I'll, I'll be Rajesh here.
2: Okay, wait, can I'm just going to be a little bit contrary.
1: Okay, go ahead. Why not yeah. you
2: say that there's you know some people that maybe you just don't like or who are very um, dogmatic and argumentative, and you you'd rather uh, not.
1: Yeah, that's be that's with that. the interpersonal decision making, and yeah. in a therapy session, we'd first want to to empathize with Rajesh and let mm-hmm. him express his anger and show uh, great support. And then ask the question: Is is this a problem you want help with, or more just a problem you wanted me to know about? Yeah. The kind of paradoxical inquiry, and find out if if Rajesh really would like to develop a better relationship with him. And then if, if he doesn't want to, then the therapist we sit with open hands, just like in in, in this. Dialogue we're having now, even though Rajesh is, isn't here. That yes, Rajesh, you have the option of just not trying to have a relationship with with this person. Uh, maybe we can take it from the point of view of you would like to see how to have a really good relationship with, with this person, which which is easy. Okay. Um. So Rajesh, uh, so I'll be the friend and say yes, Rajesh. Anybody would be upset when they talk to you. You you irritate me.
2: Um, I know I can be very irritating and I've got some very strong opinions about certain topics and um, I can see that, that it's made you angry and irritated today and, and um, with good, good reason because we do have a difference of opinion um, on these things. And at the same time, this is actually something I really enjoy about our relationship is that we can have these Intellectual conversations where we're exchanging ideas, and um, I really admire your intelligence and the way you think about things. And I, I get a charge out of our conversations. Um, so, oh, it, although it you know hurts a bit for 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 me to hear that you're saying that I would irritate anybody. I'm actually also kind of excited by this conversation and want to hear more about about your feelings and, um, you know, hope, hope that uh, we can figure out a way to, to make, this, um, make this work for us. But first tell me how, how it's like, what it's been like for you when, when I kind of fight back against everything you say.
1: That, that that that's awesome. What grade do you give yourself?
2: Um, maybe I'll give myself an an A for this one. A minus. I'm sure I missed something.
0: What would you give it, Thebries? Uh, I gave it an A too. I mean, I I, I couldn't find anything that that was uh, uh, not right along the the lines of the five secrets. Uh,
1: I, I I gave it a B plus. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, uh, what you did as far as it went was was great, but but there was no disarming again. Oh. Uh, do, so you're talking about the conflict. Oops, that rattled. I rattled something. But you're not disarming what the other person said. And and I, I, I the the piece that I would like to hear is, is 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 you're right, Jim, or whatever the person's name is. I I have I was arguing with you just now, and I fall into this trap an awful lot. Like I take another point of view, and then mm-hmm. we we go like sword fighters clanking our swords together, and it That's can be. But I said that. Well, wait, I'm not done
0: yet. Okay. <laughs> uh, you always interrupt me. Okay,
1: you're <laughs> you irritate <right>. me. <laughs> uh, the, uh, and, and,
0: and they must <laughs> be very irritating to you.
1: <laughs> and to tell you the truth, uh, I, I think I haven't been been listening. I've been jumping to say you're wrong and I'm right, which probably pisses you off. Tell me more about the point you were trying to make. Because there is some truth, some truth in it, and let me see if I can do a a better job of listening and and seeing the world world through your eyes, because you're a smart guy and and I know you're very 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 thoughtful.
2: I love that inquiry at the end because that's exactly what this friend is missing. Yes, that um, this friend really wants Rajesh. To understand his way of thinking, exactly. So you're saying, "Tell me more about your way of thinking. I really want to hear it. That's going to be um, feel so wonderful to the friend. That will be music to his ears.
1: Yeah, to really see the world through through the other person's eyes. And there mm-hmm. always is a tremendous amount of truth in any criticism, and tremendous amount of truth in any anyone's point of view. And when I did that broadcast that I referred to in our last. Our recent podcast with the REBT folks who have a radically different approach to, to treating patients but I did kind of allow myself to to get in the excitement of their mindset mm-hmm. and when I was first learning cognitive therapy I got all excited by Albert Ellis and mm-hmm. his aggressive confrontational style of doing therapy and I, I, I saw why they're so excited about what they're doing and I saw the, the, the truth behind it. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the techniques we've evolved are radically different, gentler, I think mm-hmm. far far more powerful but but you can you can really see where, where, where the other person's coming from, and the paradox is once you really see where they're they're coming from and find the truth and, and give them support, often they'll lower their defenses too and be willing to see what what, what you're what you're trying to say
2: absolutely
1: so, any other comments, Fabrice or?
0: um no um sounds pretty good i think that uh, we have time for another question oh great great
2: um no i th- yeah. oh oh i see that's related okay
1: yeah all
2: right so here's one more then
1: Oh, this is an example, though, to build on the last one. Well, Here, that would be it.
2: good, because I felt like it was hard to, we didn't even know what they were talking about. Yeah,
1: this, then we can do a more specific disarming.
2: Okay, so Rajesh said, I heard the weather there in the nearby city isn't good. There were landslides. Friend, oh, but I'm... So
1: the guy's going to go visit another city, and Rajesh is arguing that he shouldn't do that because of landslides.
2: Okay, and the friend says, oh, but I'm going this weekend. Rajesh says, if possible, avoid going till things settle down. I heard people have been stuck in traffic for 12 hours. Friend seems annoyed. I did not ask for your suggestion. Rajesh says, is feeling unhappy and thinking um, how even being genuinely, genuinely caring can backfire and then changing the subject.
1: Yeah. See, so now you can see it, it's not that the other person is so rigid. It's, it's that Rajesh is being rigid and yeah. in insisting on controlling this other person and helping people who aren't asking for help is the cause of all therapeutic failure. And it's also the cause of uh, interpersonal fa- failure that you're somehow Rajesh is trying to impose his his thinking on this fellow
2: Tell him, tell him what to do. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: and telling so, him what
1: to do. So, what would be another way that Rajesh could express these ideas in a way that wouldn't put the other fellow on the defensive? See, and this is so important because see, you got hypnotized by Rajesh
2: yeah well, I was imagining them talking about politics or something like that uh, right so, but
1: but you're but you yeah. you were hypnotized and thinking that this friend of Rajesh is somehow irreversibly rigid and yeah. we don't want to have a friendship with him. Yeah. it's so easy for therapists to get hypnotized by patients who take the victim role in relationship problems and if you right. buy into that then then the relationship is is, is doomed
2: mm-hmm. all right, so let's say Rajesh the friend says. Um, I didn't ask for your suggestion. Um,
1: and then how could Rajesh respond using the five secrets?
2: Um, he could say, you, you know, you're absolutely right. I, I, Here I am telling you what to do, and you didn't ask for my suggestion, and and I'm acting like I know what's best for you. Um, and I can imagine that that was kind of irritating, and, and I know that I, I, in fact, do that sort of often with you and maybe other people too. Um, and I, I, in fact, feel a little, a little embarrassed right now um, realizing, realizing my mistake and, and, and feeling, feeling bad about trying to tell you what to do. And I, I guess it's mainly because I feel a little worried about you being stuck in traffic or getting hurt, um, but that doesn't mean that, that I should be trying to direct your life for you you know, can, can we talk about it some more? Um, how how has this been irritating to you?
1: That's, I give that an A or A plus. What do you think, uh, Fabrice?
0: Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. And uh, I also like that, uh, you know, Helen did not forget the I feel, because, you know, it's true that uh, Rajesh is feeling worried about his friend, and uh, and that has to be in there.
1: Yes, absolutely. The, 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 this is, um, hello, Dr. Burns. Oh, this is Jill. She's a, another really bright person who, who emails a lot of really cool things. But I have a couple of questions I'm hoping you can help me with. I'm struggling with, with the life altering choice of staying with my significant other or not and have struggled with this for years. We had our second daughter just this past week. This is giving me a renewed desire to be with him, despite a, a very rocky past, including him leaving me during my first pregnancy. We both love our children more than anything, and therefore want our, our family together. However, I worry that I'm wasting time, and I spend uh, tr- tr- and I the time I spend trying to improve my relationship with with him instead of uh, spending time on my children, and 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 I'm worried that this is a relationship doom, doomed to fail. Uh, do you, do you think if you're with the right person, there isn't much trouble to begin with? That's one question. Uh, is it wiser to remove the person from your life rather than spend time trying to improve the relationship with no guarantee that it will work? And can two people with completely different moral upbringings, values, and worldviews and ways of expressing love and feeling loved can they be with each other? Often when we're together, I don't feel loved because of the way he talks to me and because of our lack of a deep connection, it feels rather lonely. I've told him the ways in which he can make me feel loved and it doesn't seem to happen. Uh, I'm going to try feeling good together because I desperately want this to work, but I worry if I stay with him, I'll, I'll never feel loved. Do you have any guidance on, on on making a difficult decision such as this? Thanks for allowing me to share some of my deepest worries and fears and for any insight you might have, and this is from uh, Adderall, Actually, I got the, gave the wrong the wrong name there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think there's there's two two issues here. One is interpersonal decision making, and they and then the other is, is is telling people what they're supposed to do to make you feel loved going to be a good strategy of dealing with a conflict in an intimate relationship. Let's talk about the interpersonal decision making first, but the, the, the answer to the question, you think if you're with the right person there isn't much trouble to begin with. I, I My own point of view is that's that a romantic view of relationships. And I think most relationships involve conflict. And my definition of intimacy is the capacity of two people to express negative feelings and to endure that and to use that to get closer together my view of, of intimacy is, is not that you find the right person and then there's never any conflict. Right. Or, you, but there's
2: something about compatibility though, right? Yeah. Um I, I think this is a there's a lot in this question. Yeah. And I also noticed that Adara says that they just had their second daughter this past week. So um, I I think that's an important Detail also that there's, um, that's a very big, emotionally fraught, physically exhausting period of life, and so um, having having a new baby in the house, and I'm imagining that that stirs up a lot of these worries, and and that things probably feel especially. Intense right now. Um, So maybe just some Can't resist unsolicited advice that sometimes when when we are in the midst of something really difficult like Like a new baby or something. We don't have to solve solve everything right right at that moment and that things will get um, easier After the immediate um, Period of, of welcoming a new baby into the house
1: Um, just to build on that incredibly important point that you made i think we all have times when we get low on resources yes and we're more vulnerable and uh, like sometimes i'll wake up in the middle of the night and suddenly have all these negative thoughts and i'll think of all all the problems in my life and all the things i have to do that i haven't done and seem like horrible and then when I wake up in the morning, I can't even remember what that stuff was, and I feel really good. Mm-hmm. But 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 or when you have a flu, yes. you'll you'll have all this negative uh, negative thinking. So so That's I think your idea terrible. to maybe just <clears throat> defer important decisions until you're feeling in pretty good pretty good mood, and and then you can think about interpersonal de- decision making. mm
2: mm-hmm. So. These questions, is it wiser to remove the person from your life rather than spend a lot of time trying to improve a relationship with no guarantee it will work? Uh, I think that's a very individual decision, and I think that once there are kids in the picture, that that factors in that um, sometimes people who might might um, might make different decisions when they're, they're solving for what's best for the children. Um, but on the other hand, if two people are very, very unhappy in a relationship and one or both doesn't want to do the work to try to make it better, be better, um, it can be better for, for everybody, including the children, for the, the parents to separate. Um, but I think that's probably a question we cannot give a – an answer to
1: Except we can give a very precise and correct answer quickly, which is in feeling good together talks about interpersonal decision making and one is a four compartment analysis oh, yeah. where you list the, the advantages and disadvantages of staying in the relationship and, and working on it versus the advantages and disadvantages of a trial separation. And then you can, you can balance those out. And I think that in every relationship conflict, that's a decision that you have to make first because the five secrets are not going to be effective if you've got one foot in the water and one foot on the shore. You have to make a decision, I really want to get get closer to, to, to this person. And that's, that's, as you say, an individual decision. There's no rule that says we have to make every relationship work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, now, how about this idea... Of, I've told him the ways he can make me feel loved, and it doesn't seem to happen.
2: I think you've got a good answer for that, David. Well, I,
1: I was hoping that I wouldn't <laughs> have to sound like a male. You know, <laughs> uh, the, it, in general, again, that this sounds like blame and demanding mm-hmm. and demanding this, like it's his fault, and that he should be doing these these things to, to make you feel more more loved. And and the problem w- with that is is, is what. Fabrice or Helen will
2: go for it Fabrice because I, I, I maybe have a slightly different point of view but
0: I, a... <laughs> I, I think I think I'm a little bit like Helen I, I think that uh, um, you know um, there, there are things that uh, our, our partners could do that uh, would uh, you know, help the relationship along. And well, that's
1: that. That's true. My my concern here is oh, no, I'm not I'm not listening. Shut up, David. I will now shut up. <laughs> uh, let,
0: let's say that uh, you know um, I'm living with a uh, with a bipolar narcissistic psychopath, and uh, <laughs> are
1: you talking about me again?
0: <laughs> well, fortunately, we're not living together, David. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that was my secret fantasy, Febreze. I know.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Um, and um, um, if if I decide to stay with that person, um, they will probably never behave uh, right. in a way that um, makes me feel like I that like I'm being cared about, right. I'm being cherished, and uh, I'm going to to be feeling you know, terrible um, all the time. And since right. they don't care i can express my feelings with i feel as much as i want it's not going to make a dent in in their in their um way they, the way they behave toward me so mm-hmm. uh i i think that if it, there has to be a place where you can you can let the other person know what it is that works for you it's like you know i let's say somebody likes to to receive flowers and another person likes to to, um, you know, to cuddle once a day or, and you, you, I think you can say things like that.
1: Yeah, the problem with with that, and, you know, I've heard uh, Richard Stewart and others talk about these, these techniques for helping troubled couples, and I've tried them in over 50 troubled couples, and I was zero for 50. They never once worked. And the problem and just to give an alternative point of view is when people have negative feelings, you know giving flowers or cuddling isn 't isn 't going to be very satisfying to either person it 's kind of kind of mechanical and and, and while there 's certainly a place of of giving to 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 your loved one things that will make him or her feel cared about, like my wife brings me a cup of coffee in bed every every morning and I feel very loved and profoundly. Grateful for her uh, for, for her doing that, but if, if there's tension going on in a relationship, it has to be uh, shared and talked about in a, in a way that brings the, the people closer together. So I would say, rather than telling your your husband, you know, here, here are the things I want you to do to make me feel more loved, I think I would rather be be saying, I've noticed some real tension between the two of us, and it's it, I feel hurt and lonely and, and sometimes kind of angry too and and I have a feeling that you're you you may be feeling kind of lonely and, and, and frustrated and maybe a bit angry with me too and you know I, I really love you and care about you and I'd like like us to, to, to begin to feel closer to, to each other and, and maybe one way to do that is, is if you can tell me about what's been going on from from your point of view and uh, how, how you've been been feeling? I, I I I've really I'm really open and uh, talk to me. Tell tell me tell me what, what what's going on. Uh, how's that?
2: I think that sounds <clears throat> wonderful. And I would just say that why not do both? Why why can't there be a place for what you just modeled so beautifully, which is to facilitate an intimate conversation. But I, I do also think the each member of the couple knowing what makes the other person feel loved is important.
1: Yeah, ab- ab- and, absolutely. It's probably yeah. a matter of timing. And I think yes. you've got to deal with the negative emotions <laughs> and get to some feeling of love and motivation on both sides. And then we right. can come up with some, you know, what are some things that I can do that, you know, going to make you, you feel loved and cared about, and here are some things that, that would really mean mean a lot lot to me, to me because yes. we often have goofy ideas about what the other person would would appreciate. You may keep bringing your wife flowers. I was doing that, and then finally Melling told me, you know, I hate flowers. <laughs>
2: yeah, we can't read people's minds,
1: and nobody can read our minds. Yeah, so she yes. said, "Just bring one flower in a, in a vase. I won't mind. Won't mind that. You know." Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, the more flowers, the better. It was just pissing her off. Uh, so, yeah, there I mean, there, there's there's a sign for that, but, but the, the time 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 for that. But I don't think you know things on that level are going to make for a loving relationship until you've got it on a deeper a deeper level.
2: Yes that's a good point. You can't just come out and say, Hey, I need you to do this for me. Um,
1: yeah, that'll make me feel loved. Sweetie. Yeah. And if you don't right. do it, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but...
0: <laughs> okay. So I think that we're going to call this a wrap. Um, I want to, uh, thank you, Helen, for uh, participating in this
2: thank you it's been my pleasure it's really fun to be on this podcast with you both
1: we love having you on here Dr. Helen on our Ask Helen segments and if someone wants to contact you how do they get a hold of you if they want some consultation have a question for you on intimate relationships or want some uh, treatment or or whatever
2: yes so uh, you can email me at Helen at Dr. dot com so that's H-E-L-E-N at d-r-y-e-n-i and you can find out more about me and my practice on my website, which is www.dryeni.com
0: Alright, and I want to apologize in advance to our listeners, because I know some people are going to write about the microphone noises and the the beeps in the background, and uh, we're in a different setup, and so I, I want to make commands in advance to people who may not feel like the sound was up to, to their standards. Um, And so we'll uh, see you again at our next episode. Thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you. you. This has been another episode of the feeling good podcast. For more information, visit Dr. Burns's website at feelinggood.com, where you will find the show notes for this podcast under the blog page, and where you can leave your comments and questions. The website has an abundance of resources for therapists, as well as non-therapists, including books, workshops, a list of online training groups around the world, and much more. Theme music is Gypsy Jazz in Paris, 1935, composed and performed by Brett Van Donzel. I am your host, Fabrice Nye, and I invite you to join us next time for another episode of the Feeling Good Podcast.